All right, we are back after a few weeks of hiatus again, uh, which is kind of a bizarre thing here. Welcome into the Idea Collision. Uh, if we've forgotten what it was, uh, but I've been away at a couple of weeks of camps, and then I got back, and then last week I had a day in which uh, both of my computers on that day decided not to turn on. So uh, it's been a little bit of fun. So we're back and running. Uh, the last podcast that I did, I began a different kind of a going down a different avenue. And we were talking about, or we're starting to talk about, making some cultural observations based on some of the other things that we've talked about. And these are all standalone, pretty much. Um, you can get the good out of a single podcast without having listened to a different podcast. Uh, but I do reference them, and, and they, I think, do go uh, better together. So if you. You know, just find this. Go back and find some of our earlier ones, and we have those at uh, you know wherever wherever you can listen to a podcast. We have them available, and I also do uh, YouTube uh, there if you want to watch them. So um, we we talked about agendas the last time here in the Idea Collision, and uh, we talked about. How a lot of people say that they don't like when other people have agendas, when really what it is is that they don't like the specific agenda that they have, and um, and and we we want people to have the same agenda, and and when they don't, then we're just upset that they have an agenda, and that's not really it's not fair to say because the vast majority of the time we have an agenda. Right. There are very few people that don't have a direction they're trying to go and have goals that they're trying to meet. Uh, we all do that. So uh, there are only a few situations, as we talked about, that, that it's not good to have an agenda. You know, um, and, and I don't want to say that all agendas are equal, that, and that's a kind of a problem. We're going to kind of look at that a little bit more today, specifically. Uh, you know, we're... We're not always really honest, I think, with ourselves when we talk about agendas. Uh, we like to position ourselves like we don't have an agenda. And we like the feeling of neutrality. Neutrality is this, it's a noble-sounding word. I'm neutral. And we, have, we, we perceive and we place this intrinsic value in the concept of neutrality. And there are times to be neutral for sure. Anytime you're on a information gathering uh, type of a mission, right, th that's, a, that's a time to be neutral because you don't know what the reality is. You're trying to find out the new, the, 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 you don't know what it is. So, so you need to find out and you, you're going to be hindered by a bias, right? Uh, think about it in, in the legal realm. This happens in a, there's a multiple positions that, that need this so investigating. If you're investigating a crime, right? And, and you go into it, assuming who it is, you're going to trying to find that person, right? And, and you might have a good bias, right? Uh, uh, an investigator knows that he's going to eliminate the vast majority of, of his wasted time, if he starts with family members because they're the people that typically commit crimes against somebody, you know, violent crimes typically by somebody you know or a family member, right? So, 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 but if you assume that it's the family member, then you might be barking up a wrong tree because sometimes it happens by a, a complete stranger. They just, you know, they're the, the case of the guy in 
was it Oregon or wherever it was, where he just like went into a dorm and started killing people that he, he didn't know. It was just like this really bizarre thing. Um, so we need to, like so an investigation or in a judge in a case, the same thing. He's supposed to be impartial, but but for for some reason maybe he he's really convinced this person did it, and he's going to use his position. Uh, he can't really, you know, because uh, most cases are decided by a jury, he can't just determine the person's guilty, but he can allow evidence that shouldn't be entered to be entered, or he can disallow certain evidence that would exonerate a person not to be entered. Like, it, he can he can massage the situation so that a jury comes away with the wrong idea. So, so it is important for us to be neutral in certain cases. But um, what's interesting is, the the one that gets blamed in uh in in cases like this when somebody goes to jail for example that that shouldn't have gone to jail a lot of times the one that gets blamed is the lawyer and the lawyer is the one person on either side uh that so I guess too but but it, it, he's the person that really isn't supposed to be neutral he's paid to argue a side he's given information he's going to argue it or defend it, whatever the case may be. He's either prosecuting or defending. That's his job. He's not there to be neutral. He's going to present the side. Those who gather the information are supposed to determine what information is valid. Uh, so it's not really the lawyer's fault. We we like to harass lawyers, but uh, that's not. We need to know whose job it is to be neutral. So um, you know. As I say, we we see the the value of neutrality, and and we we want this to be, uh, you know, we want this to be a, a defining positive character trait, but it isn't always. You know, neutrality costed millions of lives in World War II. Just for an example, right? France and England and the United States all delayed responding to what they knew was wrong. We had. Long before we got into the war, the United States had access to um, photos. In fact, the New York Times concealed photos from publishing it, but we knew that they were there. I mean, people knew that what they were. Photos of what was going on inside concentration camps long before we were in the war. Uh, but uh, for one reason or another... Um, some people concealed it, but but there was this idea on the part of many that that we wanted to be neutral. Neutral was good. Well, that just allowed, you know, it, it entrenched the Germans, and in the end, it made efforts to defeat it once once we realized we had to longer and harder and much more costly, most in, not just financially, but in terms of human life. So, um, obviously, maintaining this. Uh, neutrality it can be uh it can be destructive long term so uh it because it, it and here's the problem it, it operates on a false assumption right it operates on the idea that all parties are equally valid right that they all have a point to make or whatever and i'm not talking about germany i think we knew but but it like maybe on a smaller scale, we, you know, when we're talking about we're just in a room with people and we're talking, we, well, all opinions are valid here. No, actually not. All all opinions are not valid. Uh, let me give you another illustration of this, right? Um, now we've enshrined this 
idea of all ideas are valid and all opinions are valid in our legal system simply because we wanted to avoid a a system that allowed for false imprisonment or allowed for political persecutions and things like that. So we erred on that side. It is an error, but but we erred on that side. Now I'm not sure how good we're doing, but but it, it's lasted for some time. Um, but um, you know, a society that treats all ideas as valid equally is destined for destruction, not from outside, but but as an erosion from inside. It, it's going to have that, right? There are some ideas that just should never be heard or repeated. If you have to hear it, you should only hear it once. Um, and we recognize some of these. If you think about, you know, some of the ideas that have been that have been spoken, uh, and and got entrenched simply because they weren't shut up. You know, there was there was a time someone somewhere there was a meeting, or I don't know how it went, but there was a group of people together uh, it, early in colonial United States. Someone made the case that we should be able to own another person. Someone made that case. Now, the first people that came off the first boats in, in you know, Massachusetts and Virginia, they didn't own slaves originally. But someone made the case somewhere at some point. I don't know how long it took. There's different opinions on that. That's not my point. But someone made the case. It, it started with one person saying it. Someone had to be the first one to suggest it somewhere. And what didn't happen is what should have happened. Someone at the back of the room should have shouted that person down. You think of the difference if that person had been publicly humiliated for saying something as stupid as we should own other people. Uh, But all he did, uh, he said something like this. Just hear me out. Just hear me out. And they heard him out. Right? And what followed was 250 years of slavery. And then that was followed by 100 years of segregation and, and severe discrimination. And until finally we started making some legal changes. Right? Over these periods. And, and even after the last, you know, major legal changes. I mean, there's been little ones along the way. But after the ones that finally took, at least said entrenched, you know, you can vote, you can be wherever you want, you can, like, whatever. It's been 60 years since then, and there's still major bitter feelings, right? Because someone in the back of the room wasn't shouted down. That's why, right? So all legal, or, or all opinions aren't, aren't equally valid. Uh, in that room, there was a dangerous mixture of agenda and neutrality. Someone had an agenda, and the rest of the people were neutral. Now, maybe he wasn't the only one person with that agenda, but he was the first one to say it. And 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 the rest, or the majority of the people who probably knew better, just said nothing. That's how his idea got entrenched. right? When people arise with a bad agenda, uh, we should not allow them the floor. Don't allow them the floor. You know, the Apostle Paul said the exact same thing. By the way, on the same subject, slightly different, but same basic subject, right? Uh, there was a group of Jewish Christians who thought that they were better, 
and and they were trying to discriminate against Greek Christians. And Paul said this in Galatians chapter 2, I believe, verse 7. He said, we did not yield the floor for even one hour. They didn't even have the time. Now, that word hour, sometimes it's translated a moment, okay, which is interesting. He's like, I, I think probably that is the uh, more accurate. I, I think Paul did not wait an hour. I think he didn't wait five minutes to shout that down. That's just his nature. He didn't, he didn't tolerate stupidity for very long. Someone had to say, sit down and shut up. And, and Paul was willing to do it. It was a really bad agenda. It was a, and, and Paul had had a long history of shouting that down, so I don't, that's why I don't think it took that long. Usually when we hear these bad ideas, we, we just hope that they'll go away on their own. Right? We assume that everybody else rejects it like we do, and probably the majority of the people in the room do. Right, And, and when we think we're safe because we've got these numbers. But here's the problem. If one person has the bad idea, there's likely one other person in the room that agrees with it and is just too chicken to say it. Then you now have two people with the same idea. They're going to seek each other out. They're going to be like, they're going to attract. They're going to see each other after the meeting. Even if they get sh- one gets shouted down, maybe, they, they still might find each other out. But you have a better chance of, of dissuading the wimp if, you know, if you say something right there. But if you don't, after the meeting, whatever it is that you're talking about, they're going to find each other. They're, they're in the minority, but they have each other. Now, elsewhere in the room are other groups of people, right? And, and some of these are, there's, there's people who don't agree but don't care. There's people who really don't agree but they don't think it's going to be an issue. But then there's people that are kind of like, I don't really know. I mean, they made a good point. And because no one else made the opposite point, that's the only one they're left with. They didn't have the contrasting opinion. And and those two people that meet after the end of that meeting are going to seek those middle ground people that don't have an opinion. And they're going to convince them, or a good portion of them. And now what you got is this group of... It's going to fly under the radar until it has significant mass. And what you're doing by not opposing it is, is allowing it to have mass and direction and speed. And it's going to soon have an organized structure. And then it's going to have a financial backing. Right? And now, now, you've got, now you've got a movement. Right? And it's going to start pulling things into its orbit. It's its own entity now. Because why? Because you were neutral. Simply by doing nothing, you've, you've allowed the environment for this thing to grow. And so, so this is how bad ideas and bad agendas get going. And this can be any society. It can be a small society like a church or a small community, a village, whatever, a group, organization. It can be a large like a city, country, or the United States, like the, like the world. Because influential in, influential places like the United States or whatever, those influence the world. 
So, so, um, you know, if you look, there's so many examples of this, right? Think about the things, if you're old enough, think about the things that you would not have dreamed could be said 20 or 30 years ago. Think of the things that you did not think you would live in a world to hear 20 or 30 years ago. That, that are now spoken of as reality, and, and if you disagree, boy, you're just, you're out there. I'm not, you know, I'm not talking about silly little things. But I'm talking about people espousing that it is bad to be white, for example. Uh, uh, you're born, you didn't choose it. Remember that thing about racial differences where where someone was allowed to say, that that black people were inferior. That was a bad idea that should have been shouted down. It's the same bad idea. It's just we've we've substituted a different color in there. It's just as bad. But but we we don't want to say anything. And so that's becoming a a basis for policy and a basis for for action in the United States. A bad idea that that no one is shouting down. Or we'll say that th- th- there's groups, I mean, th- it's a significantly popular opinion now. I don't know if it's the majority, not likely, but it soon will be if we don't shout it down. That half of the Earth's population has an intrinsic problem, an intrinsic problem. It- it's not curable because half of the population is male and that is intrinsically toxic. Think about the stupidity of that. But it's not shouted down. When you hear it, you just go, you roll your eyes, right? That, that's, that's what you do. You roll your eyes and you don't go, that's stupid. Right? If you just said, in your small area of the world, that was stupid, right? I, you can say it nicer if you wish, but I'm being rather blunt. If if we would just in a blunt way, blunt but polite, I guess, <laughs> very directly say that's not really an enlightened position, okay? Think about you're saying, you know, seven and a half or out of seven and a half billion people, three, you know, 3.25 billion people have an intrinsic flaw. Their very nature. They're not fringe groups anymore. Right? We didn't address it when it was a fringe group. And so now it's a problem to be dealt with. Right? Now it's it's popular. It's considered the official position to say if you are a man, you can become a woman. Now that wasn't addressed when it should have been. It was just allowed, okay, those are weirdos. And now it is, if you're a boy, little boy, you can become a little girl. If you're a little girl, you can become a little boy. Not just by putting on the clothes or, you know, playing with the whatever. We're going to actually give you hormones to make you something else or to attempt to make you something else. We're going to actually give you and provide you surgery to permanently attempt to change you, that we're not affecting your DNA. 
And all we're going to do is end up shortening your life, probably making you suicidal at some point. Right? We're going to make this huge disaster of a problem. Why? Because it wasn't shouted down. Be because someone didn't tell a family member, are you crazy? Because we, we, we we're into affirming things. We talked about affirming. We, we didn't we, we, we affirm. And, and, and we didn't say, this is ridiculous. right? Someone didn't say, you're not going to do that to my granddaughter or my grandson. You're not going to do that. So the problem grows. If we hadn't, I want you to think, let's go back a little bit to something we all agree on. If we hadn't tolerated Germany, right, as a world community, if we had jumped in when we heard this group of people thinks that they're better because of their color, and they're willing to act upon it. If we would have acted in 1935 and in 1936, all we would have had to do, actually, is just financially put limitations on Germany. That's all we would have had to do. You're not to succeed. We're, we're, whatever. It would have ended. It would have ended right there. This is what would not have happened. The entire World War II would not have happened. No, I say the entire World War II. We would have avoided Pearl Harbor, which is what brought us into the war. The entire South Pacific theater would never have happened. Two bombs would have never been dropped on Japan. Think of all the repercussions. We would not live, likely, in a world where bombs were ever dropped if we would have just not remained neutral. We just should have made an early example of Hitler's lunacy. Right? Now, I'm not suggesting that we brutally drop bombs on the people around us. What I'm saying is we need to be clear when we encounter these opinions that, that they, they're not allowed to continue without being challenged. Now, you can't change every person. Right? But but that person needs to be isolated from other people who will be pulled into their orbit. And that's that's the, the thing that we don't think about. That there's other people listening to what we say, and more importantly, they're listening to what we don't say. You need to be clear about opinions when you hear them, because you don't know what person is right around that is going to go out and go, you know what, that point, th th that person made a good point. I don't know. Maybe I'm interested in hearing more of this. Bad idea. <laughs> right? Your kid's going to come home from college with a weird idea from a weird professor. That's just what's going to happen. Or from high school, even worse. I, 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 was, I was a regular in the office <laughs> when, my, when my son was in high school. Because I wasn't going to put up with the nonsense. I'm sure they rolled their eyes when they saw me coming, but I was going to be in there. Right? When you hear these ideas that you know are wrong, you need to engage them. Right? Someone's going to try out a new thought in your presence. 
you don't know what the next bad idea will be. Now, I want you to think about this. You could head off the next destructive movement. I, I know we don't think that we influence the world that much, but you just don't know what you influence, either by acting or by not acting. You could be the one to head off the next really horrible bad idea that will change the world. If you just say, listen, that's a bad idea, and here's why. The person listening to you that's kind of on the edge might go, yeah, that guy makes a better point. And all of a sudden, you've eliminated the people that he can pull into his orbit. And it's just going to be his idea, and it remains with him. Right? That's your job. So, so go out there, and, and don't be afraid of having an agenda. Just make sure you have the right agenda. That's what I want you to do this week. Neutrality is fine. It's got its place. But in those moments where you need to not be neutral, don't be afraid to not be neutral. If you're in the majority, all the better. But don't remain neutral when, when, when there is a call to an action that will save people's lives. Because some of these things, most of the things that I mentioned, do end up harming, in a material way, people's lives. It shortens their lives. It, 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 it causes depression. It causes grief. It causes all sorts of things. Self-harm, alcoholism, all the things that I deal with, both in church and in Healing Hearts, where I, where I volunteer you know, in dealing with grief and, and, and the consequences of grief. These are these are things that that are results of agendas that are very bad and destructive for people. So I kind of a negative thought, but I, but I hope it ends up positive. I hope you end up realizing what a change that you can make in the world around you just by engaging the people that are in your small community, right? Your small world at work, your small work world at, at school and at church. Whatever areas that you run, you have the ability to make a significant difference. So go out there and have a really good week. All right? And we'll see you next week. 